Okay, um, everybody, welcome back to Bumper to Bumper, and uh, we're going to do things a little differently today. Um, I'm actually pretty excited about it uh, because normally Rick is in his car and I am in mine, but today, my friends, we are going to be doing it all in a one car as I'm about to pick up my good friend. Oh, look who it is. Hey, Rick, how are you, bud? Hey, Chris. <laughs> well, Welcome back to another episode of Bumper, Bumper to Bumper. Bumper. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. This is kind of fun. We're in the car together. We switched it up this time. Uh, we were... All the mics are plugged in. We're yeah, good. Yeah, we're rolling. We basically, we switched it up because, well, we wanted that fun. I think every yeah. couple of episodes... We're going to do this. We'll do this. That way it feels like, you know... Yeah. We're in the car together. And I'm really excited uh, today. It's funny, I'm still talking like I'm like a host of a TV show. And I'm really excited for today. Uh, no, this will be fun in the car today because um, we are going to have uh, a very, very funny guy on the show. That kid is on a cart. That kid is on a cart. Whoa. Um, uh, you're a very funny guy uh, by the name of Jason Schatz. Yeah. He is an actor, uh, imp amazing improv uh, comedian. Um, he Chicago-based guy. Chicago-based. We'll let him talk about himself. Yeah. But uh, funny guy. Uh, we know him because he was our coach. Yeah, we were. Um, Chris and I were on an improv team with two other guys, and we needed a weekly coach. And Jason uh, agreed to coach us. We went through many different coaches. And um, do you know where you're going, by the way? Um. Yeah. 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 I know how to get over there. Okay. We'll plug, um, we'll plug it in when we get Yeah, close. we're going to go pick up Jason now. But Jason, like, I can probably count on my right hand, on my fingers, how many uh, teachers in my life really affected me. Jason's one of those. He uh, He's so good at um, pulling a performance out of you and making it yeah. real and making it grounded. I mean, he should be a director. He's good at it. Yeah, he understands comedy like none other. Like, yeah. he really can strip down a scene. He can really... Um, your mic there. Wait, wait, you want me to move it up? Good. No, no, no. You good? Look good. You like we have it? a very interesting setup. Yeah, right yeah. Now. We're like full podcast studio. Full podcast. So how how's it been going? It's good. God, why do we do these? I know. Hi. Right? I feel like a fucking robot. Like robot. Robot. Hello. This is why we wanted to be in the car together. Yeah, to no, avoid it. But I feel like it's like even more. Yeah, it's even uh, more like, hey, how you hey, doing? Hey, how you doing? Um, I'm good, man. I've been busy. Um, per usual, I'm just fresh back from Hawaii, so. Um, nice. you, how I, go ahead. I've traveled way too much this year. I yeah, loved every you, fucking many, second. How many of, fucking places did you go this year? I, I I think I counted it. I was on eighteen flights within the last that is um, last three months. That in the last three months? Yeah, eighteen, 18 flights. That's that's nuts. When are you flying next? I don't have anything booked, man. Oh, I'm, nice. I'm in town for the holiday season. Yeah. Oh, but we can't say what. Oh, yeah, day but it. who cares? We're a little delayed. We're uh, very this podcast delayed. Is like when you're listening to it now, it's gonna be. Yeah, that's why we're not trying know. to be like a topical podcast. So we're gonna yeah. try and get there, but we're bankrolling our podcast right now because you have to yeah. in order to get. Who gives a shit about that? No one cares. <laughs> no one cares who's listening. Our moms are listening. They don't care. I still feel like we're in separate cars and we're on the phone. I do too, because <laughs> I can't really look at you. Yeah. I mean, you can look at me. Why don't we just pretend like these mics aren't here? There's no GoPro Hero 8 recording us. Yeah. GoPro Hero 8. It'd be nice if GoPro sponsored us, you know? It would be nice if they give us the GoPro. We're about to I... drive past my the old, old office. office. Yeah. yeah. I used to have an office uh, in the heart of Los Feliz uh, that used to uh, house Ed Wood. Ed Wood. Ed Wood, the filmmaker who did Glenn or Glenda. 
Plan 9 from Outer Space. He was a notorious cross-dressing uh, director man. That, yeah. Uh, Tim Burton made a movie about his life starring um, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. That's one of my favorite. That's Tim one Burton. of my favorite. Uh, yeah, Johnny Depp movies. Johnny Depp and Tim Burton. Just Dude. Like, yeah. So I on the um, on the plane. I was just in Hawaii. I know. Love it. Saw the first Batman. The, so fucking with good. Michael Keaton. That those easily they're the best ones. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. Like they're just the problem with all the new Batman movies. Sure, they're great, but they they aren't as fun. Like there no. was like an element of humor, and there was like a lot of like nods, like subtly, to um, the TV show. Crazy person. Whoa. Yeah. Um, real quick, that yeah. that guy that was wearing a dress and ranting at the invisible nothing uh-huh. in front of him. Yeah. John Wesselcouch uh, talked to him one time. Really? And he said that Scientology is pointing energy devices at his brain. And John was like, what? And John looked up, and there was a man up there with, like, a microphone system. Like, no! Yes. Weird stuff. Really? Yeah. I, I always thought that was funny because um, you had your... You know, I always thought that your office back there on the corner um, was, like, a, a little, like, like a DIY movie studio for us it was you we know did like shows out of there we did we we filmed we so much stuff. out of there like yeah. it was really like our universal backlog it was cool but inside of this place for those of you who haven't been there was it was just the most desolate it was dumpy like, dumpy uh building it, it was, was like 14 vacant offices and the 15th one was occupied by myself and my buddy joe ulrich yeah and that was it and the reason why they were vacant was because they weren't accepting any new short-term leases because they bought the building with the intent of tearing it down and building this bougie hotel, which yeah. they're still planning on doing. Yep. But yeah, there was like a certain, you could go in there, you could throw chairs down the stairs, you could throw knives in the wall, you could scream, you could shout, you could just like be your truest form. And now I've got to like suppress that in my yeah. new How's that? How does that feel for you? I feel more grown up. You know, when I was at that office for six years, I would go down to the Good Luck Bar, which was a fine institution. Uh, not there anymore. In LA, not there anymore. And I used to order a vodka soda or maybe an IPA. Then I upgraded. I moved to a new office, and I'm by this. Uh, I'm above the classic Dresden Bar, which yes, they filmed film yes. Swingers in. And the first time I went to that bar after getting into the office, I just in- instinctually ordered a McCollin. I was like, give me that $18 McCollin. And I'm like, who am I? Yeah, Who you, am I now? Because I feel... I don't know about you, Chris. I permanently feel like 14, 15 years old. Yeah, I did this... Uh, I feel the same. I did the like uh, the Facebook photo look. And yeah. And I went back 10 years and I was like, oh... I got sad because I said, like, obviously how much time has passed. Yeah. Like 10 years has gone by very quick. So that just means the next 10 years is going to go by quicker. Yes. Um, and I was like... It was just kind of crazy. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, and I looked at myself. I said, "Oh yeah, you look like a baby. <laughs> like you yeah. look like a little baby boy." But I, I, I love when you catch like an old dude going like, "I still feel like I'm fifteen yeah. years old." Kind of like what you just did right now. I mean, that's the weird thing because like when you're young, and you are fifteen, you look up to adults and you're like, "Oh, they got it figured yeah. out. They're older." But then you get that age and yeah. you're like, "Oh, yeah. I still don't know shit about." I mean, every day I'm like, "What is yeah, this what is reality? This? What is this place that we're in?" Are uh, we in like the the yeah? We're in like the introspective like, um, like is this a hologram portion of yeah, our lives? Yeah. What like what is seriously what is going on? Like every day, you wake up in the same body. It feels like 
we're here for a purpose, but it, we also like made up that purpose. You know, I was thinking about the other day, like um, daylight savings yeah. and how daylight savings like psychologically messes with your brain. It gets dark at 5 p.m. right now. Yeah. And then you're like, it's 5 p.m. and it's dark. But then you think about it, it's like, what is 5 p.m. mean? I could just say it's 7 p.m. and be fine with that. And I was thinking about how we're all like weirdly conditioned to have uh, well, it's time a, around us. It's a system though. But like, like our phones, what's the biggest thing on your phone when you look at it? The time. You wear watches, Rolex. If you, yeah. I don't have a Rolex, but you know what I'm saying? Like nice watch. Everyone in our society wears watches. We've got calendars. We've got seasons. We have these uh, dates, anniversaries, yeah. things like that. We're constantly being reminded that we are uh, we're mortal. And I feel like if you don't pay attention to time, maybe you live longer. Like, didn't Prince not state his age? I don't know. That? Yeah, I heard like he wouldn't say what his age was because he didn't believe in it. Uh huh. And like, there's something to that, you know. Yeah, well, I've, I've always kind of thought that. I, I never really looked at it as much of a... There's all kinds of different calendars and all kinds of different organizations of time. And I think it's because it, it, it adds structure. You know, that's all. It just It's like if there was no time, like if you were just kind of existing, it would be interesting, I'm f- for sure. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know if it's like a big... Are you looking at it like a conspiracy? No, I mean... Well, not a conspiracy, but it's just an interesting contrast. Like, okay, like, it reminds me of being aware of time and being aware of what time it is. I get it. We all have places to go, and we have to, like, tell people we got to be at this place at this hour. Sure. But when I started thinking about it, I was thinking about how, you know, there are cases of people that get diagnosed with an illness, such as, like, cancer. You know, it's bad. Yeah. But they, you know, when they find out that they have an illness, they're, like, dead in three months there's a uh, a great yeah. there's a movie it was pretty great uh, it was called The Farewell and uh, it just came out A24 came out a few months ago or who whatever. did that movie um shit I forget her name Aquafina oh, the Aquafina. rapper yeah, yeah, she yeah, yeah, stars yeah. in it um it's basically about a a grandma in China that gets diagnosed with you know terminal cancer oh my god and the family doesn't want to tell her because it's like a cultural thing where they don't tell elders that they're sick right because they they found that if they tell them they die quicker because your mind your brain yeah, is so no, powerful. i can imagine that yeah. so like what if like time and being aware of time all the time actually ages you i mean you just went to hawaii they're like you know island time there right oh yeah so like there's like a sense of like we'll get there when we get there because they're on the tiny little island and it doesn't matter. It's kind of like candy time. Oh, your time, your version <laughs> time. Yeah, Chris Candy time. Um, you're pretty good today. I was great today. I was. Jason's a little late, but you know we adjusted. We went to Starbucks and we uh, you got a snack. And yeah, I got a snack dude, and a this coffee. This coffee is so strong. Oh yeah, thanks for the coffee. Oh no problem. By the way, we don't... it's called an iced doppio espresso. I didn't know it was called a doppio. Yeah, because that's Italian for double. They try to act. They're trying to act Italian. You know, it's funny. They're funny. You know what I'm af- what are you afraid of? Afraid of on podcasts the dead air. I'm oh uh, well we're not, gonna, we we're not gonna have that problem. We talk so fucking much. We're not gonna have that problem with Jason for sure. No, definitely not. It is nice when you have someone to come into the show and and as we're getting closer to Jason's place too. Yeah, we're very for, close to his place. I believe we're gonna go on an errand with him and and I think we, that yeah. that's what we're trying to you know the thing that's, is with bumper to bumper is 
I'm not going to let you talk. Um, Please, I talk uh, too much. Yeah. The thing is with Bumper to Bumper is normally it was supposed to be we're both in traffic, which will definitely happen because we live in Los Angeles. But yeah. we've been doing these at times where traffic's not that bad, actually. But um, so we've been adding into this this whole um, element of like going and running an errand with somebody. So we, we don't take know. take our where, guests on yeah, an errand. Yeah. And, yeah. We don't, and it'll be fun with Jason. We don't know exactly where. I'm going to go. Why not? Yeah, just run the yellows. Run the yellows. No one cares. Yeah, we don't know what Jason's doing. Hopefully, it's not something that will take up a lot of time because typically, we're trying to keep these podcasts between the forty-five minute to, to an hour. sixty. Yeah, yeah, hour. I listen to some podcasts and it's like two and a half, three hours. I don't have all this time. That yeah. limits the amount of time that I can listen to more podcasts, and you know. Yeah. So we try. You know, to, what's funny. I don't listen to any podcasts. I listen to a few. Yeah, there's some good ones. I listen to Joe Rogan a lot just because I find him very entertaining, and he's a great interviewer. And I he, like the people he gets on there. Yeah, he gets some really fascinating. I like the people he gets on there. He gets some fast. He gets some good people on there. He gets some nice people on there. Uh, fascinating people. We're going through the Echo Park area of Los Angeles right yeah, now. Yeah, right now. Echo Park is cool. It's got uh, there's all I don't know. There's no it's, center of LA. You know, there definitely isn't. Like, whatever, I guess the center is you, because everyone's so into themselves. Yeah. They got to make a podcast. I was going to say the same freaking joke. Yeah, look, we're doing a podcast. We're doing well, a podcast. We're the center. Okay, I like so. the podcast because, you know, it's, uh, I don't know why I like it. Why are, we, why are we doing this? I don't really know. I think everyone, uh, whoever I've worked with, uh, be it like a manager or an agent, they've always said, like, oh, why don't you try a podcast? Why don't you try a podcast? And yeah. um, I, I'm now doing it. Yeah. And so I, but I, for me, it's like, I don't. It's kind of fun. I like spending time with you. Yeah, me too. How did you? How long have you had a manager and an agent? And what came first? The manager came first. Oh. Um, man, did, they, did they find you? How does that work? As an. I didn't. I explain. My first job was in I'm not, college. I already know, but I want to like for oh, the yeah, people. Yeah. You know, okay, so the, like, oh yeah, the people. You might get someone that is interested in this. My first job was uh, doing sound in college. Yeah. On my friend Clark Duke's show. Uh, it was called Clark and Michael. You were doing production sound. I was doing production sound. Okay. Him, Michael Sarah, CBS.com. Michael Sarah. He was on it. Wow. Yeah. And uh, they had me act on an episode. It was my first acting job. Oh, we're getting close. And uh, long story short, his uh, management company at the time uh, saw me and they were like, oh, this kid's good. So they said, if you ever want to do this uh, full time, you know, we'll rep you. And I was like, great I was super stoked and um, that's basically how it started I, I I took a little bit of time and and worked a really shitty job mm. and I was like why am I working this fucking shitty job I should try and get my feet wet and I did and it was great um, that was the start and I Are met you... a manager there that I was with for a very long time and then uh, we're not working together anymore but I met my current agent slash manager uh, through him and so that's where we are. And we're nice. at Jason's at the end of that story. Do we want to text Jason? Yeah. Where does he live? I think he lives in this giant building here. We're like in a weird hill. So what we're going to do here, Chris is going to text Jason, and I'm going to sit in the back seat. Cool. Uh, and I'll be on a different microphone. Jason will be in the hot seat. Yeah, he's going to be and, in that seat. And, uh, you know, there might be a little bit of rustling with the mics, but... Don't worry we're, we're about it. We're keeping it raw. We're, yeah. We're keeping... My energy's weird today. Yeah, why is your energy I'm, so like, weird? I'm like tired. Last night, John and I... We uh, showed some of our work. There's about to be a car accident right here. Whoa. We showed some of our work, and then we went out. We went back to his place. Where'd you go? 
We went back to his place and had a bottle of wine because that's Whoa. what you do. That's what okay. you do. That's what you do when you're old. Well, Jason lives on a hill. Yeah, he does. This is pretty cool. I think, you know, you haven't made it until you live on a hill. Is I, that, I live on a hill now, so I've made it. I don't live on a hill. No, you don't. You live, uh, what's your address, Chris? Why don't you tell everyone? I, I just realized while we started doing this that people will know. Well, I'm not going to. You got like one mustache here. I'm not going to connect right the there. dots. What was that? Where? You ever trim your, your hairs? Yeah, I do. You let them grow over your lip. Yeah, well, what's wrong with that? I stopped growing over the lip because that one guy that we used to know, Boris, yeah. he was looking at my lip and he goes, I cannot, he had this accent, he was like, I cannot stand your hair going over your lip. What's wrong well, looks, with that? No, no, it looks good on you. Yeah, I kind of, yeah, it gives it me kind of like you. a... Did you tell this guy that we're here? Yeah, I texted him, I said what here. What could you possibly be doing? I said here. It's a beautiful day in Los Angeles today. We got um, we had a little <laughs> bit of rain yesterday. This is some really great. We had great some content. rain. Yeah, we did. You know, when it rains in LA, it um, people get all into it. People get into it because we get so much sunshine here, and uh, it's like beautiful weather. And we... I I want to play back this part <laughs> of the podcast for you when you're not on the podcast and go like, what the fuck were you talking about? <laughs> I'm talking about the rain. I'm trying to pass time. I know, I know. You can't but just, just sit here. Yeah, we're going to put dude, your hazards on. there's so much to talk. Uh, what do you want to talk about? There's so much to talk about. We're 17 minutes into the podcast. Hey, it's 69 degrees out. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's the Rick I know. What kind of gas mileage you get on this car? Uh, I, I, Pretty good. Yeah, my car sucks. Really? I get like 18 miles to the tank. It's, that's not... I need like... I need a Tesla. Yeah, oh you yeah. You hear that Tesla? Let's do a shout yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sponsorship. Wow, we're already 18 minutes in. This is gonna, this might be a long one. Yeah, well, you know, it's all right. Hey, I mean, hopefully his errand isn't uh, in Santa Monica, because if it is, we're not going. We're not going. We're not going to do no. that errand. My no. hope is, um, did you have to do any errands today? Today, no. I've got a shoot tonight. That's my only, that's work, but uh-huh. that's not really an errand. I didn't have to do any errands today. Uh, this is my errand, but this is my fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you're checking your phone. I'm checking my phone. I just want eight, eight, one, eight, one, one, mo- oh. oh. I don't, don't want to say the street out. Yeah, because someone might track yeah, it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, we could, you know. Bleep it? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get the full way in. No one will know. Um, well, you know. they will know because there's a videotape. I had a weird, I don't know if I should talk about this. I had a weird encounter with an old producer that I, I, I know from my past. Well, what happened? Well, I was going to my old apartment, and my mom now lives there. Yeah. She took yeah. over my lease, because I had a rent-controlled place, and uh, I was going to go walk her dog, and I get out of the car. He's coming. Wa- I walk to the apartment, and this old producer I know, like, it, I hear my name, and I turn around, and he's walking across the street, and I'm like, what are you doing here, so-and-so? Well, there he is. And he's like... I just happened to be here. I think he was, I think he was tracking me. Really? Yeah. There he, he is. Then he told me like that our friend was a warlock. And what? He, oh, here he is. All right. Okay, I'm gonna get in the Weird back encounter. seat. Hey. Hey. Hey, how you doing, so Jason? So we can adjust. Just come on. We're already rolling. You're already in the podcast. All right. Am I sitting here? Yep. You're sitting there. All right. I'll adjust it for you. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, hello. How's it going? There you go. All, All right. right. Yeah, buckle up. Pointed at your mouth. You're good. Okay. Yeah, you'll be good to go. All right. Oh man, welcome on the podcast. Well, yeah. <laughs> huh? We're just, 
can you buckle up in there all right? Yeah, I got, you it. got it. I got it. All right. All right. So, um, this is the, uh, the first one where... Yeah, we're all in the same car. Normally, the same car. normally he's in one car and I'm in my car. Yeah. And oh. we're doing it. But this one, we wanted to get it all together. Yeah. Right? Oh. We're in the same we one. We wanted to get you... Uh, yeah, we all wanted to be in the same one. We thought it'd be funnier. So, oh. do you have an errand you need to run? I don't. No? Okay. I don't. All right. Oh. Well, I got an errand I can run. Great. So. Great. Perfect. Where are you great, gonna go? Great. Where do I need to go? Yeah. Um, I need to go pick up. I could go. Well, what could I do? Oh yeah, I could go drop. <laughs> I could drop off Dan's jacket. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Let's nice. do that. Great. Yeah, we'll do that. Perfect. So this is you've done these for a while, and usually in two cars. How do you do that? Yeah, we have like a ear ear. AirPods wow. in our ears, and wow. then oh yeah, yeah, and then we're, we have, both have GoPros, and we're cutting back and forth. Sometimes I have a guest, other times Chris has a guest. Yeah, okay. But today we were like, I wanted to experiment. Yeah. With all three of us. Yeah. Because the energy would be a little different. Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Sure. yeah. So is this also video? Yeah, we're oh, doing yeah, video yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. You're, on, you're gonna be on, on video. YouTube. All right. Yeah. All um, right. So yeah, Jason, uh, thank you so much for. <laughs> Jesus, Rick. What? I don't know how to be. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. just trying to be formal. I like this. Uh, no, yeah, he, he, Rick's. Let's just see that. Like, let's pull it. Yeah, oh, there yeah, we go. Yeah, 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 yeah you're yeah, good. You're yeah, good. Yeah. You're good. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, how long have you been living in this neighborhood? <laughs> I've been here for f uh, five, five years now. Oh, was this your first? Yes. You moved here from Chicago. Chicago. Nice. I moved here from Chicago yeah. five years ago. Um, and uh, my girlfriend and I moved out here. We were lucky enough to have some friends that had uh, like a, a, a big family house in La Cañada. Really? So up north, and then we get to stay in their guest house for about a month and a half while we kind of drove around the city trying to figure out where we wanted to live. Oh, cool. Wow. And uh, yeah, and we we kind of landed here. Nice. Yeah. And um, so, were you born in Chicago? I was I born outside of Chicago. I was born in a, a, a town called Laporte, Indiana. Okay. Which isn't too far from Chicago. Yeah. Well, that's like an hour south. It's like an hour south <laughs> east of Chicago. Okay, nice. southeast. All right. Yeah, yeah. So, what brought you out here? Why'd you decide? Yeah, come well, on, Jason, give us. Yeah, a let's, uh, let's, let's get into it. Huh? Let's get, let's into, get into it. it. Um, well, I lived, uh, let's see, uh, I moved to Chicago with a friend of mine right out of college, mm -hmm. and uh, we didn't know what we were doing, mm -hmm. and what our lives were going to be, and uh, I, I think early on I kind of told myself I was just going to be a guy who never really had any direction. Really? I just kind of, like, I, I feel like I made that decision early on. Like, mm -hmm. uh, like you weren't going to do anything. Well, I studied radio and television and film in college. And then when I got out of college and moved to Chicago, I couldn't get a job. So mm. I just started, like, finding weird jobs. I started bartending. I started driving a trolley around Chicago, giving Whoa. tours. Oh, really? <laughs> I started, I, I started, like, office temping. And I was just, I Were you like, doing I, those all at once or going yeah, through? All yeah, all at once. And just like, I guess maybe I'm just not going to have a career. Yeah. I'm just going to be this guy. Were you happy? Stuff. Did you I like, was. Yeah. I was. I worked a lot. Yeah. I had money. I remember at the time I had money and I spent it really stupidly. Okay. Like I would take friends out and pay for everyone's dinner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Chris um, does that. That's a, oh, yeah? That's yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. Usually um, after when I have money. When he gets a commercial. Yeah, when thing. I book like a job. That's nice. That's nice. I feel like it's karmically like a good thing, you know, but then it really isn't. Yeah. <laughs> You're just spending all your money. Yeah, right? So it's dumb. And then and then I started, uh, <laughs> and then you look back and like, that was nice of me. What am I doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah right, right, um, right, 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 right. And then, uh, and then I started, uh, I, my roommate and I, we started going to see improv shows. 
Mm. And uh, I enjoyed that, but it was more of like a fun thing to do on, on, a, on a Friday night. Okay. I, I got nothing better to do. Let's go see that improv that we saw last week. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, uh, and then I, you know, oddly enough, I lived in Chicago for about four years doing weird jobs, going to see improv, and never taking a class the whole time, just wow. like watching it. Did you have like a yearning to do that? Like, were you like, I, I could maybe do this? Or? I don't think so. I mean, for, I really loved watching it, and I had friends at the time that would be like, you should take a class, you like it so much, you should do it. And I was like, I don't think that I'm the right type of person for that stuff. Right, like right. That, I don't, you know. Um, and... I just, I think I, I wasn't depressed, but I was probably pretty aimless to the point where people are probably like giving me that advice to like, you should go do this thing. Right, right, right. Um, and so eventually I did take a class and then it was almost as if like uh, the next, because I lived in Chicago for 18 years. So that was the first four was that. And then the next 14 were basically my life was just kind of dipped into improv. Like it's pretty much so. Cold. How many years were you dipped in improv? Fourteen. Fourteen years in Chicago. Wow. Wow. So you've yeah. been doing it for almost twenty years. Yeah. You were here for five. Yeah. 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 What? Who did yeah. you? What was your first class with? Because there's many different schools. Uh, my first class was at Second City. Okay. Which I think in Chicago is kind of. I think it probably is still the same thing. Where Second City has a couple different programs. I think they kind of do something similar here, but they kind of have a beginning program. Right. And and that's basically for anyone. Like, if you've never taken any sort of, if you've never been a performer or gotten on stage, and it's just very slow, short-form, game-based, easy classes. Right, right. And I did that, and um, I liked it. I also, it was funny because I, I took a few classes at Second City, and I was still in that mindset of, like, this is just a fun thing I'm doing. Right, it's dumb, right. and I'll do it a few times, and then I won't do it anymore. Yeah. Right. And then I actually had one of the teachers, we went out for drinks a lot back in the day, and uh, and we were all out with the teacher, and somebody was like annoyingly asking him at the end of the class, like, what was your favorite scene? Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, like, yeah, just yeah, kind yeah. of put the teacher on the spot. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, ah, no, I didn't, uh, whatever, I don't really have a favorite. And then he finally was like, well, I guess that one scene, and then he said my name. He was like, the Jason did two weeks ago and like for me it was kind of like wait me yeah like, right, like, my right, scene? right that's yeah. weird and then uh and then somebody asked him another question along those lines he was like well i guess like last week when jason did this thing i was like holy shit like was i good in the class like that's fucking weird <laughs> that's really weird um yeah, yeah. and i think that kind of spurred me on to take another class and then when those classes finished then it became this thing of some friends of mine were going to go to I.O. and take classes there. Yeah. It was like, that's what you do. You just keep going. And I was like, you do? Um, and that's that was it, man. That so you went like from Second City second to I.O. I.O. And then I never left I.O. Yeah. Right. And then I, I think a lot of people do I.O. and then they go back to Second City and do conservatory. And right, right. And go down that road. But I never I never went back to Second City. What are, like, the main, for people that don't know, in your yeah. opinion, what are, like, the main difference, differences between, like, the teaching methods at Second City and I.O. West and well, no, I.O. East. I guess it's called I.O. East, right? Let's just call it I.O. This is improv, I.O. Yeah. And that's Improv Olympic. Improv Olympic, yeah. Because yeah. um, they're uh, all kind of starting from the same place. Uh, what's his name? What's the guy's Del name? Del Close. Del Close, yeah. Del Close is kind of the um, I.O. guy. I okay. mean, he, he, 
he was a. Definitely. And I, now I'm going to start sounding like an idiot because I don't know the whole story. But oh, I'm you should doing hear Chris best. and I. We're a couple oh, of yeah, idiots <laughs> constantly. Um, uh, my, like, I think what happened was that Dell was a performer. He kind of started rising through the ranks at Second City and doing um, directing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and then I think what happened was is that there was a, a, a difference in opinion about improv, and that's when uh, Sherna Halpern kind of uh, broke off and started her own theater, and she brought Dell with her to start teaching classes, and that was what became IO. Mm. Got it. Got uh, it. And my. My limited knowledge of that scenario is that Second City used improv to create sketches and sketch reviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dell's argument was that if the improv is good enough, people will come just to watch the improv. Right, and Second right, City right. disagreed with that, and that's kind of what Io was born out of, was a theater that just did improv. And that's where it started. Well, that's pretty clear, though, because, like, Second City, you know, those shows in Chicago, like, the ones that they do yearly, like, they're all sketches, pretty much, and then they do, like, a small yeah. improv set at the very end. They do, yeah. And that's still open to the public, and you can watch them do an improv set. But. I right. always look at improv as, like, religions, different types of religions, you know? Everyone's kind of going kinda to the same is. thing, it, it kind but of is. it's all, like, in the little details. Yeah, I always, like, as I, uh, on my journey with it, like... I you definitely feel like there's like a territorial thing but then like as I got deeper and deeper into it I'm like everyone's kind of saying the exact same thing it's yeah. just different avenues if, uh, so. which you want to get to it so that kind of territorial element kind of faded away I think so yeah um, so we were talking before we picked you up we were talking about how we know you because you yeah. used to coach our team um, how did you get into uh, coaching improv teams is it a natural evolution after you are performing for a while and Do you find like it helps you, you know, as a performer? It does. Uh, I I would say for me, it was, gosh, how did this start? It was, um, I was in Chicago. I think I'd been performing. Is that what happened? Yeah, I'd been performing um, probably, like probably three years, I would assume. And then... I think somebody just basically recommended me to coach a team. Mm. Is what I think happened. And it is one of those things where when you start doing it, just like when you start teaching, you don't really know what the fuck you're doing. So right. you're just kind of Right. You're replicating what other people have done and seeing what they do. Right. So then t- until you kind of find your own sort of style with it. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I think in the beginning, like just like everything else, you really suck at it. Like you're really bad at it. Right. You, you just, just can't admit that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. Um, there's a lot of imposter syndrome in terms of, am I doing? Is this right? And yeah. I still do that. Like yeah. I still, at a certain point, with different groups, I'm like, is this working at all? Is this making any sense whatsoever? Right. Well, it's got to be tough because like everybody's got. Um, people learn at like different paces and stuff like that so yeah and people have different like um goals different things sure. they want to focus on hey how get are a you? Closer to you yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um i can pull it back too what about this yeah pull this it back really, a little bit this is really professional oh nice. yeah 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 it's probably not the oh, yeah, safest yeah. thing but we're not going to talk about that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, really like good it. vibes i like it um yeah i think people have different goals different styles so you sure. show up to a particular group and you can just kind of feel the energy of I just taught a group I just coached a group last night and you kind of get the feeling of like oh like as I'm giving notes you can see some people are like this they're like 
Oh. Right. Some people are like looking at their phone. I definitely so wouldn't. you can't really. Why is this going well? I can't tell if it's going well. I remember though when it, it just like was the right timing. I might have just hit like the right amount of coaches and hours and then like yours just was like pure clarity i was like ah yeah uh-huh <laughs> you were the only coach that we had as a team of four where everyone like was in agreement that this guy was great oh and that's really nice yeah, yeah and yeah, yeah i feel like you're very good at uh calling out where people are kind of faltering and kind of raising them up in a way without making you know them feel bad uh you kind of like point out um you're really good at like taking a performance and grounding it into a reality and i respond to that because i i chris and i went through i know you did some levels of ucb upright citizens brigade that's all i've done and i I knew that they're more kind of they're kind of more sketch based they're more focused on the game whereas i like would you say io and your teaching methods are more rooted in character work and um, I think they're more rooted in, um, and I have to say this out loud, I always, like, I do podcasts and talk about improv, and I always, there's a little voice in my head that's like, gosh, you sound like such an asshole right yeah, now. Yeah, I feel like that <laughs> all the time. Uh, <laughs> we're on a podcast in a car right now, Jason. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, I would say, well, I'd say IO is probably a little more based in what some people would call based in relationship which is kind of another way of saying based in humanity a little more like mm. real people talking as opposed to trying to push a particular energy or right. make something happen it's it's i think that's the the also people when they make fun of io they will say things like it's just people talking on stage it's so fucking boring like there's nothing actually happening. Who says that? Let's go drive to their place right now. Well, I and I yeah. don't necessarily disagree with yeah. that mentality. Like I, you know, it's some nights you do watch an improv show, especially when I was living in Chicago, you would watch an improv show and it's just literally people sitting in chairs talking for 20 minutes. Right. And you kind of go like, "Well, is this really I mean, you could sit there and go like, "Wow, people they just sat in chairs and talked for 20 minutes. Yeah. Amazing. Like, yeah. Was it really, though? I mean, it was just people talking. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a balance in looking at UCB and looking at IO. I think they're kind of balancing out. I, and the, the analogies that I've heard before is that there's humanity and there's, like, game or crazy energy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And the stereotypically bad UCB show is... Everyone on stage is screaming, playing huge characters, and I can't relate to anything that's going on. Right, right. And it's stereotypically bad I.O. show as just two people on stage talking for a half hour. <laughs> yeah, like, and I think both worlds are trying to find a happy medium, mm-hmm. but they're they're kind of starting the shows from different angles. Yeah. You know, like, and I'm more of the mindset of just be up there and talk. Right. And don't worry about anything, and... But I also understand people are like, but that's fucking boring. Like, well, yeah. all right, I, I, I can see that point. Um, so it's a, it's a hard balance, I think, between those two worlds. When you're doing a show, like, do you, how do you know personally that you're on the right track and you're feeling good and you know this is a good show? Is uh, it, yeah. I think it depends on the group. If it's a two-person show, I feel like things are going well if I can see in my partner's eyes that we're on the same page about what is happening. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think in a uh, in like an ensemble show, 
it's going well because there's just good energy. Like everyone's just kind of playing and it's fun and it's not it's not insane. Mm-hmm. It's clear the audience is on board. Mm-hmm. There's just a good flow of energy happening on stage. And it's like, oh, we're having a good time. This is going to be a piece of cake. Um, so it's a feeling. It's like a feeling and a look maybe you get from other... I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. As vague as that Interesting. is. How would you, um, how does the... You're just doing really well with the question. Yeah, you've got a lot of questions. <laughs> well, right? You don't even give me a second to get in. They're popping up. Go this ahead, you good. ask your question. I don't know what I'm saying. You're doing a good job. Oh, thanks. Yeah, no, no, it's everyone's... good. Rick's really on it. I, I was going to go back to, I, I did want to say, it's yeah. funny, when you guys were saying you really liked me coaching, at the time, it's so funny to me because at the time, I think I was in a, like, uh, I was probably in a pretty bad place coaching-wise. <laughs> no. And I'd been through a series of really bad coaching experiences oh. in Los Angeles where I was like, maybe this is not going to work out for me. Oh, cool. Like, this might not work. What was because, happening? Like, what was... Uh, well, I think at the time I was like, I was working with different groups that were probably a little more UCB-based. And yeah. they, I would show up to rehearsal and start giving notes, and they would look at me like I was an insane person. Yeah. Right, right, like, right. They were like, what in the fuck are you talking about? Right. Yeah. I actually had, I coached a group, and um, and I'm not going to say who it was. No, or, no, 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 no. They, we're not here to do that. But they, um, a person on the team basically had like a, like a breakdown, like, and they were, they cried and they screamed at me. Oh, in the coaching in session? In the coaching session. Um, yeah. Uh, they were, and they screamed, they were like, uh, I remember they, they yelled like, you're, <laughs> you're trying to change who we are and I love who we are. And oh, weird. R- That's out of the room and I was like, yeah. what in the fuck is happening right oh, now? Oh, no. That's some weird, like, <laughs> emotional trauma with dad and, and mom. I, you know, and I don't know. I, I, Who knows? I think I was probably pushing a particular agenda that, yeah. that they were seeing in a way that was like, oh, he's he thinks we're bad and he's trying to change what we do. Oh, uh, yeah. And, but I was like... Are people going to cry and scream and run out of the room every time I coach a group? <laughs> some, people, I, it's, some people can't handle criticism. One of my favorite shows is that Gordon Ramsay, uh, Kitchen Nightmares. Oh, and sure. He gets these cocky chefs that are like, sure. I don't understand. This food is great. Everyone loves my food. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah and then know? he eats it. And he's yeah, like, then he eats it. Like, this isn't how you make a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you how to make a hot dog. <laughs> Does he ever cook a hot dog on that show? I'm sure he has. <laughs> he cooks everything. <laughs> No, that I mean, yeah, I, yeah. But I was just always curious of the, the that transition over from Chicago to LA because it's like I feel like people make such a big deal about it. Well, I think it's it's and that's for a couple different reasons. I think some people from Chicago show up in LA and they're like, "I'm here. Where's my stuff?" Right, right. Like I'm a Chicago guy, so I get you know I get on stage now, right? Like, yeah. where's my and and the people in LA understandably get really resentful of that like yeah because we've been out here doing the same thing yeah. it just it's not as cool out here and particularly i think at io it was a, a real problem was people from chicago would show up and suddenly they're teaching two classes and right. they're doing a bunch of shows right. because sharna says let them do what they want and right. the people in la get super resentful right so i think when my girlfriend and i moved out we were very cognizant of like coming with your head down and your hat in your hand yeah and be like please and thank you and i hope nobody hates our guts because we just moved here from Chicago. Well, you guys ended up... Now, how did that happen when you ended up, like, not running it, but you were kind of in charge, you and Colleen? No, she was. Colleen was in charge. She was in charge. Well, I mean, she was... She, at a certain point, she started um, co... What's the the terminology? Um, She was the co-creative director. Okay. That was it. For IO yeah, West, for IO West. Yeah. 
which is gone, right? No yeah, longer. and I wanted to get into that in a yeah. bit too, because yeah. I'm I, I'm shocked with improv. Is it's it's never been as popular as it is right now in Los Angeles, with as few places to do it. These mics. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. And I well, would say. Re- oh, the mics are doing the thing when I'm asking the questions. There you go. Yeah. I'm getting to the eight. Thank you. We got it. Like, we got We're getting to my uh, errand to drop off uh, my friend. I'm going to drop off my friend Dan's jacket. He let me borrow it. And he's going, uh, and we're he's going to Maine tonight. So I'm gonna go give wow. it to him, because yeah. he's leaving for um, the holidays, going to East Coast. Oh, thank uh, Maine for Thanksgiving. Oh, but when you hear this, it's gonna be probably 2020. I keep telling Chris like, don't date this podcast, and that's all he's doing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's all he's doing. Because yeah, we're delayed. Yeah, yeah. This will come out in like when at four or five weeks from yeah. the time you, of you this recording. Have you guys put out any of these yet? Not, not yet. yet. Yeah, because yeah. we're. And how we're, many have you made? We've made. This is our. You're gonna be episode four. No, no. This. Oh, yeah. This is four. Yeah, I'm on top of it, Rick. Yeah, you but know. You could change the order too, so you probably shouldn't say which number it is. But I we, want this. To no, be we'll four. keep it going because I think they keep evolving. This feels like a four but to me. Fun fact: we we did. Chris and I did four of them prior to the first one, and oh, they were, we had yeah. to throw them all away. Oh, yeah, Because yeah, sure. we were dialing it all in with the mics and sure, all sure, the business. Sure, yeah, sure, yeah. sure, 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 sure. And uh, you know, sure. But they're fun. Yeah. My, my girlfriend started a, a podcast, and I feel like she got to. She, she did one. It was kind of like. She liked it, but at the same time, she's like, I don't know if that yeah. was the first one I want to do. Like, I, I think a lot of people do that. Yeah. You, know, you give a couple under your belt. And oh, like, there's Dan right change it. And if you're ever doing a podcast, don't edit them stone because you'll just be like, oh, oh there's Sam Swede oh, yeah. and oh. Dan. So here's Dan. Uh, he's right. going to be a guest on the podcast. Oh. Hey, Dan, you're on the podcast. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. you're on the podcast. How, how are you? Uh, I've been better. Yeah. What's going yeah. on in your life right now? This is Jason. Yeah, we are hey, Jason. Hey. We know each other very hey, well. Okay. Chris uh. is getting out of the car to give you your jacket. jacket. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, no, I've actually been doing great. Nice. Yeah, I can't complain about much. What about you? You're on a GoPro too, but no one can see you. You want to get in here with me or are you good? There we go. Come on yeah. in. Then we've got another guy on the podcast. Yeah, that's Sam He's Sweet. Sam Sweet. His name is Sam Sweet? Sam Sweet. He's a, he's a big writer. He's a writer? Writer? What does that mean? He writes. He writes. Oh, he's a writer. He's a writer. Right? Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, nice. Hey, Sam. Sam, how's it going? Cool. You can poke your head on the. We'll watch out for traffic. Yeah. How you doing, Sam? Rick. I'm Rick. How's the traffic look today? Uh, traffic is pretty good. We got a beautiful day. Traffic sucks. It always how, sucks. How psychedelic is it today? Is it, uh, you know, one hit acid or ten hits of acid? I would say it's about a hit and a half. A hit and a half. A hit and a half, and then you lick the aluminum foil. Where's the destination? Uh, the destination's here. So we're yeah, gonna we're, uh, we're gonna probably circle back. Yeah, we, this was the errand. Oh, really? Dropping off a jacket. Yeah, normally right. normally the guest has an errand, but you're not, you're, no, Jason didn't have one today. To you're not or anything. You're really testing the limits of. Uh, no, no that, that's no coming. Burbank. You know, you do a lot of podcasts, so yeah. there's a lot of driving. There'll be other there. like errands. You guys look so funny in the in the uh, window right here. You know. Talk to me about roots. I want. I have some suggested roots. Well, oh. oh, really? Yeah. Well, we just took um, to get over here. We were over in Echo Park, and we took. Was that Beverly back there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we took Beverly all the way over mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from Echo Park. Yeah, Echo Park. It was pretty nice. You guys got to go deep south one day too. Oh my God! What it scared me? What's going on here? What's happening here? Oh, back in the podcast. Watch, watch their audio recording. Why don't you tell them the story about how you got bit by the dog? I'll tell that story later. No, 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 no. I'm waiting. No, wait. I'm waiting till the commercial airs. Wait until the commercial airs. Get out of the car, Dan. Get out of the car. See you later. Nice meeting you. Thanks, bud. All right, we'll get you on one episode, Sam. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Wait, we just dated it again. 
Here we go. All right, and we're <laughs> off. You want? Let's let's reset. It's probably yeah. St. Patty's Day. You guys reset that. Reset. Just yeah. Do whatever you got to do. We got a good one right Perfect. here. Perfect. I was so saying. Rick, I was saying. Well, yeah. I was thinking when he said he's a writer, and you were like a writer. Were yeah. You, were you thinking R I D E R? Yeah. Ah. I, well, I thought like he was like a surfer, like ah. he's a writer or like a ride or die. My brain went yeah. ride or die. That's funny. That guy Sam is one of the most clever minds. He's he's a writer. Yeah, writer. And uh, he writer. used to write uh, for my friend's magazine. Remember Stop Smiling in Chicago? Did you ever read that magazine? I don't think so. No. It was kind of like around the time that Vice was going on, but they did more literary stuff. Mm. So it was for the thinking lowlife. Mm. Um, but Sam is like an incredible um, researcher and writer. Got to get him on the pod. Nice, Enough of them. Right now we're Jason. with Jason, okay? Yeah, we're with Jason. Right. So why don't care. we circle back around? Why don't we? Because yeah, we're, we're at our 45. So yeah, we yeah we're going to head back. Yeah, this, yeah, they're pretty fairly quick podcasts. Yeah. But I want to, I want, what I've been curious about, one question I have is. You've had a lot of questions. What, like, I imagine the Chicago improv scene being like, there's an improv theater on every corner, everybody's doing improv. I know that's not the case, but my imagination goes there. But how would you, how would you compare? the improv scene in Los Angeles, oh, which is very sure. much hustle bustle out here sure. compared to Chicago. Sure. What, what are like the big differences you see? Well, I think, well, I think it's, I think both cities from my understanding are evolving and changing. And um, I think both cities, to be honest, I think the appeal and uh, interest in improv is waning in both cities. Um, I mm. think, uh, the number of classes being taught, the number of students taking classes uh, is actually getting smaller. Really? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, so we hit peak a few years I ago. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Um, uh, and maybe it'll come back again, uh, but it, that's that seems to be the direction that's going in now. Um, I'd say in Chicago, when I was there um, six, seven years, I'm not wanting to date it or anything, mm -hmm. uh, uh, six, seven years ago, um, it was almost, it was peak in the sense that it was kind of disgusting. Like there right. was so much, so many places to do improv, so many improv theaters, so many students. I think there was a statistic, it was probably 10 years ago, but uh, I, uh, the Chicago Reader I think put out a statistic saying at any given point in Chicago there are 6,000 people taking an improv class. Wow. Which wow. is insane. Yeah, it's a lot of people. And you would, you would be on the train and you would overhear people talking about improv. You yeah. would like go to a bar and you would look at the list of you know Monday night is trivia night Tuesday night is this and then they would be like Thursday night is improv night like just random yeah. bars would have like an improv night like a, instead of stand up it would be improv um, it was kind of everywhere mm -hmm. and you kind of felt like this feels almost kind of gross yeah like right. everyone's doing it it almost feels like everyone has to do it at yeah. a certain point um, so uh, but for me at the time it was great because you could play anywhere you wanted to. You could do you could do six shows and uh, six shows a week if you wanted to. Mm. Um, there was always a place to play. Uh, so I think, and it's funny because I am really grateful that I did improv in Chicago at the time that I did because mm -hmm. I think I got to experience peak improv. Sure, and and I kind of feel a little sorry for people in LA that yeah. are real improv nerds mm. right that they never got to experience that feeling of like yeah you're you're doing shows all the time and 
you're doing them in front of audiences all the yeah. time. Packed, you have, right? Packed. Yeah. Right. Sometimes packed. Like, yeah. and, and, it was, and it got a little insane at certain points. Like, I would, my friends and I would be doing a show at I.O. on a Friday night at 1030. And they would ask the audience, like, who's never been here before? And almost the entire audience would raise wow. their hand. Like, And we kind of say to ourselves, who are these people showing yeah. up to watch improv? This is kind of insane. Yeah. And even when the shows were mediocre, there would still be a packed house. And it was it kind of got a little nuts after a while. Like, I, I can't see this sustaining itself for much longer. I'm and, sure, like, while you were in it, you know, though, and there was, like, the, you were at the peak of this. You don't, like, anything, you don't know that you're in the peak of anything. So No, you just, don't. Yeah. But I, I will also say, like, when uh, my girlfriend and I were doing our two-person show in Chicago, and we were selling out regularly for for probably a few years wow uh that we would say like remember this <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> totally remember yeah. this because this it's not going to be like this forever yeah. and but that's everything yeah, yeah yeah and then even when we moved it was kind of the thing of like well we're giving up this thing that we love and we're giving up having regular audiences and it's gonna suck so just remember <laughs> Yeah. how good this feels now yeah because uh, uh, it'll be gone and I think I think it's funny because I think for people that had have experienced improv in LA if they were to see what the scene was like in mm-hmm. Chicago 10 years ago it'd freak you out be like what is going on I mean I've had friends that would go and travel to Chicago and sit in the theater and sit in a packed theater of people watching improv blows people's minds apart. So yeah. that, that oh. was always my experience too with Chicago is this, the shows had so much more energy and honestly the only theater in LA that captured that energy is, was UCB. They were the only one that like you know, there'd always be a line out. You yeah. know, it's next to several bars. Yeah, like yeah. the location of that theater was so clutch. Yeah. Like yeah. the early Second City, the first one was in Santa Monica, and then it was behind the Improv. You know, and sec- and and then IO was going on, and that that location was there for a long time as well. But LA's always been like a stand-up town, and yeah. But I would talk to a lot of people who had the same journey that you had. Like this one guy, Tino Insana, was a guy from Second City and did stuff he was a great improviser and moved here you know to do acting and all of that stuff and it was just like a way different scene out mm-hmm, here you know mm-hmm. um real quick did the camera move at all or are we good no we're good oh okay good yeah. when um, you were did you when you were in chicago for so many years did you always was la always kind of a you yeah what's that like end up here or was uh, what? not re- i mean well it's funny because i think for years and years i honestly was of the mindset of like I'll just stay in Chicago forever like mm-hmm. I'll, I just really love it here and I love doing what we do and and I think part of the catalyst of moving out here for me personally was that it felt like Chicago was evolving and changing mm-hmm. yeah and it felt like a window of opportunity to say well either you can reinvest in the scene as it's changing or take it as an opportunity to move to someplace else and start over again Mm -hmm. and I think I found just moving someplace else felt appealing and then it became this thing of well if you're going to move and you obviously are going to need to have improv in your life to make to be able to pay rent where do you move to right Um, and there was a few options on the table I think New York was one Uh, Austin was one but at the end of the day, I think the appeal of moving to L.A. and having a theater that I could land at 
and step in and potentially yeah. start joining other players and maybe teaching a class and getting yeah. in that way. I was like, okay, that kind of feels like a softer landing place than yeah. other cities. So then what was that? Um, so, you know, in the most, however you want to talk about it, with the closing of IO, mm-hmm. like yeah. give us that breakdown because that was a shock for everybody. Um, yeah. And it seemed like it was a shock for people who also were working there. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, you know, uh, I don't want to speak for other people. No, I, yeah, I'm yeah, trying to do say that. What you yeah. can... But I, I would say that um, people can look it up too. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it was just a thing where, like I said, I think improv scenes, especially in major cities in the U.S. right now, the the crowds are getting smaller. The classes are getting smaller um and i think io west was in financial trouble for a while yeah um but this is the thing about like certain certain people that run these theaters when the when the when the money is getting tighter i think there's a fear that if you were to say that out loud to people mm-hmm. people would see that as a a sign that the theater's in trouble and they would stop coming. Mm-hmm. So don't let people know that there's financial problems. Got it. Keep, keep the it strength a, up. Yeah. yeah. Keep like it a socks. secret. Um, uh, and we'll just keep our heads down and hope for the best. Well, I had that bar. That was the best part. And, and I've heard a bunch of people say that, like, that's that was the best part, too. The bar. Like, there's a bar in the front. But yeah. it's such a big deal, though. Yeah. yeah. You know, people want to go have a drink. It loosens you up. And then you go and watch, you know, because improv's kind of hard for people to digest who who aren't in it. Yeah. So if you invite your friends from work or, or wherever, and then they have, a, like, a beer or a shot at whatever, you know, they're going to, they're a little more prone to be like, all right, let's get oh, into yeah, this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's just kind of a nice place to, you know, you want some place to hang out. Yeah. You know, and I think that was the thing, the, the spoiling factor. Again, I sound like an old fart saying these things, but the IO Theater in... Chicago, the the before it moved, the one that I was at forever, the bars were actually in the theaters. Really? So, so you yeah. could like order a drink while you were. Yeah. Oh, it's like a comedy club here. Kind, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But yeah. you know, it was, it, and I think a lot of people, well, not a lot of people. I think some people really hated that part of the theater. Mm-hmm. But for me, I think it was one of the parts of the theater that made it a little more special because right. it kind of had this energy of you're hanging out with people you're having a drink at the bar and a show is just kind of happening yeah uh and it was also nice just in terms of keeping crowd in like for instance at io west the show finishes everyone leaves and sits at the bar and has a drink yep at io in chicago the show's over you're still in the bar so you order another drink and then the next show starts yeah it's already kind of there yeah just would watch the next show and that's fun it was kind of this weird vortex where there were plenty of nights where I'd be there for five hours yeah just because I'm talking with my friends the show's over oh what'd you think about that oh good to see you how you doing next show starts you're sitting down you're already watching another show yeah it's just happening now yeah as, as a player for improv what was your like aha moment like where you're like ah yes 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 this is this is beginning to make sense like what was your first eureka moment in performance uh, you mean when when improv started getting uh started making sense like it started yeah maybe it became more playful more fun you know as opposed to like the mind fuck that we've all gone through in improv but Um, i still i'd say uh i think the the memory that's popping into my mind is um being on stage in front of an audience and 
it's such a dumb example, but doing a scene and I remember really clearly in my head that it was a scene that was taking place at a party. I think I probably told you guys this story before. I was at a party and in my in my mind I looked down and there was a coffee table and for some reason my mind had started painting like what was on the coffee table and Whoa. I saw I cool. saw um, uh, there were two bowls, big bowls of Doritos Whoa. and there was a bowl, one bowl was uh, nacho and one bowl was cool ranch <laughs> and I just saw that and then I remember I looked up at my scene partner and I was like hey, check it out, they got Doritos here and my scene partner I remember looked at me and was like yes so and, uh, and I go uh, I, I just go they got, they got both kinds and he looked at me again like so and some little voice in my head was like just keep doing this yeah, yeah. just keep doing this just own that just keep doing it and, and that's I, your that's your thing with, with coaching that always stuck out to me is you find that thing that gets you off yeah and you just focus on that and don't try to get validation from other people don't try to get people to look at you and go like you're doing good just yeah. like trust that voice in your head that's that yeah, says this is good enough this is plenty don't stop doing this and at the end of the day if other people are looking at you and going what's wrong with you that's actually a good sign yeah, yeah. it's actually a sign that says you're doing it right yeah and i think a lot of people in that moment and i know i did for years before this moment that I would see that partner look at me and go, what are you talking about? And my brain would go like, turn this off. Don't do this anymore. This right. is the wrong thing to do. Yeah. Change it up. Uh, um, but that voice, for some reason, said, just keep mentioning Doritos and don't <laughs> stop mentioning it. And you start, and then you're halfway through a scene, and, and then you notice every time you say Doritos, the crowd is laughing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, God. And I remember being on stage in that particular scene, literally in my head saying to myself, like, oh, this is so easy. Why do they make this so hard for so yeah, long? Yeah. Like, God damn it. It's like, this is all you got to do. This is it. And, uh, and then of course you're chasing that feeling again. Like mm -hmm. then you get on stage the next time and you're like, uh, you know, then the next night you're like, this is going to be the easiest show of my life. Yeah. I'll just do what I did the last and time. And it's not. And then it's not. Yeah. And then you're just kind of like chasing that over and over and over again. That's the thing I do love about improv. Just the, the philosophy behind it like the harder you try to be funny the less funny you are but when you're just focusing on what makes you get off yeah that translates i feel like we're very perceptive as an audience and we can pick up try hard nature and you know or just things that are unclear yeah you know mm -hmm. and i think the need to please comes from a unclear place it's not like a pure place and i can think of performers that i loved to watch and you don't realize this until years later you look back on it and you realize like oh one of the things I really liked about that performer was I could tell when they were on stage things would come up and they were on they, they would have a Doritos moment yeah and you can see them because they were this they were this good you can see their faces almost say I could do Doritos yeah, yeah. it's too easy yeah I'll wait for another one to come along. Right, you know, like to right. watch that level of patience in terms of like, I'm not worried about this at all. Yeah. Like I will find the thing in the scene, and I'm not going to be panicked or yeah making something happen. I, yeah. You look back on those like, oh, those were that's why those guys were so good. It's because they were just like, just I'm relaxed. not worried about it. Yeah. 
Who Just, are lots of stuff? Yeah, who are players that you you liked watching? Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're thinking what I'm thinking. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, you know, I I think uh, I'll probably throw some names out that you'll never you'll never recognize, and some uh, 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 and probably some names that'll be like, oh fuck. Uh, uh, um, the ones that you might you probably wouldn't recognize are, are names like uh, John Lutz was a guy that I just loved and okay. now I think he's I think he's um, he's been writing forever I think he wrote for SNL and 30 Rock and he was on 30 Rock a little bit um, and now I think he's at Seth Meyers show uh, but he Is was he the guy with the glasses no that's no. such a vague description <laughs> no. every writer has glasses Chris never they see. well no he, I'm right because he doesn't have glasses anyways oh. yeah you can put his can you put his image up on the screen oh, yeah, yeah we, we will find it yeah. here he is uh, boom boom uh, um, the person I was thinking of when I was telling that story about like letting things slide by, that guy's uh, Peter Gwynn oh, yeah. uh, in Chicago, uh-huh. who's I think still in Chicago. Oh. I think he was, uh, heard that I name. think he wrote for Colbert for a while. Um, he was amazing. Uh, and then I think those are just the first two, like Dan Bacadal. Yep. Boom. Fantastic. Every time I do this, is going up. So fun. Um, you know Dan Beck at all, don't you? Do I? You, do, don't you? Um, I ba- barely. Not really. Not okay. Really. Um, that was actually a really nice compliment I used to get back in the day in Chicago. People would call me Little Beck at all. And I think it was just uh. because we were both bald. <laughs> like, both bald guys that yelled a lot on stage. But I, I was like, wow, that's really nice. Little Beck at all. I'll take that. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. You're, um, Chris, are we, we're headed... We're headed back to his place. Perfect, yeah, I've got a couple more things I'm curious about. Your girlfriend and you have been performing, what is the name of your Dummy. Team? Yeah. Dummy? Dummy. Dummy, and then, um, can you tell us, like, how you guys met? Were you both improvers? We were, yeah, we both did improv, and, um... I would see her around the theater. Um, she would probably say that she did not hang out at the theater that much. She was more of a homebody and was kind of a transplant from Cleveland to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would see her around every once in a while. And then I just, <laughs> went, like, randomly one night we talked at the bar and I asked her out. And cool. Nice. I think, uh, yeah, I think that she was probably too nervous to go on a date but had friends that were like, fucking go yeah you're right like because she would you know she and she admits this she would spend a lot of her friday nights at home watching austin's in the limits and uh <laughs> and not leaving the house that's the... uh and that it that was just it we just started dating and then i and it was really i think we were dating for about a year before we ever did a show together were you guys doing like improv pillow talk and you know, uh, on the side. Wow, Rick, pillow what? talk. Uh, Not pillow talk, but you know, like, were you already? <laughs> we, I just did like we nerd out about improv together. What's that? Did we nerd out about improv together? Did you? Were you like? Just doing. That's a you, stupid question. No, it's not yeah. stupid. I think. I think what he's trying to say would. <laughs> would you be like improving just like while you're hanging out, like joking around and yeah. stuff like that? I, well, I. I uh, not really. So it just yeah. kind of became a year later. You're like, let's do this together. Uh, no, a year later it was literally Sharon Halpern, uh, the owner of Improv Olympic in Chicago, um, had a slot open in the summer, a popular slot, and she got the idea to force improv couples that don't do improv together to do improv together. Oh, mm. that's a cool idea. It was a cool idea. Yeah, that's cool. She's uh, like, and uh, ours went really well, and it was funny to watch other groups get up and, like, not do as well, and you can kind of see them have a bit of a crisis about their relationship. Like, 
Yeah. Oh, Maybe yeah. this says that we're not a good fit. Oh, wow. Because we can't do improv That's together. interesting. <laughs> they, like, brought uh, things to the surface. I think so, yeah. Like, what's that say about us? That the yeah. show was bad. So it's kind of a risky show. Like, uh, <laughs> that is very risky. You might break a couple up if they have a bad improv set well, together. Yeah, I was curious about yeah, that. Like, like, do you guys have, like, have you ever had some weird sets where things are said? I mean, are you able to separate um, the fantasy from, you know, reality? Yeah, I think sometimes things come up um, that are based in our reality. I think, I think more so that we kind of know each other's triggers. Mm-hmm. Yeah and know how to get a reaction out of the other person. <laughs> yes, you know, yes, specifically, yes, yes. like, um, for instance, calling like uh, calling myself a particular name that will <laughs> make her think of somebody that she doesn't like, that yeah. will make her immediately just start to get pissed off. Right. Is fun to be able to do. Yeah. You have access to a few more. Little... Yeah, I know little... And I think a lot of people, when they do improv with their friends long enough they learn like oh I know to do this when you're right. on stage this will drive you insane I'll bring this thing up um, so yeah that that definitely is a part of it, um, it but yeah sense. I don't think we've ever really had a, a show where we're like oh you my god we're talking about like, us how could you say that yeah <laughs> that's ever happened that's good <laughs> that means you don't look into things too much yeah yeah I don't think so we got to get her on the podcast. You know, this is the original yeah, El Pollo Loco, right? Oh, really? What? Yeah. The first, first one? This is the first, one? This is the first is the El Pollo Loco? El Pollo Loco. That's yeah. Chris's favorite fast yeah. food restaurant. I love El Pollo right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't even eat chicken. I didn't know it started here I in think that's Los Angeles. I, I think that's what I, I read. Yeah. Interesting. This little place right here. Yeah, yeah. You, you like your... You, I've heard you talk about food a couple times. Do you, uh, yeah, do you go to like, fast foods? Well, you like restaurants, right? Um, I'm not trying to say you're a foodie, but I remember when you said you were... I wouldn't call myself a foodie, no. But I do like... I like uh, I like bars. Mm. I like <laughs> finding weird little okay, bars. So what's your favorite what are your bar? Favorite? You went, yeah. What's the last favorite bar you went to? I'm so sorry, Ooh. Chris. Yeah, let me get a question in. Jesus, I'm in the back guys seat, are doing okay? such a good job together. I like the tag team. Um, last bar I went to. Oh man, it's a good question. I used to actually keep a list in my phone mm. of the places we've like been. Like the fun to. places. Um, Well, whatever. I mean, your favorite bar, like what you know. I mean, which one do you frequent the most? Uh, oh God, this is a good, this is a question that I should have an easy answer for. You never do with the easy ones, though. They're always painfully hard. Yeah. You know, um, I'm gonna do that. Put you on the spot. I, you know, I think it's a thing where I think when when I'm here, I look for places that are quiet. Yeah. And not super loud. Well, so I, was, I would see what takes every once in a while. Yeah, I do like that place. That's a good place. My brain is... Like, I like... Uh, there's a place called uh, The Greyhound in Highland Park mm. that I like oh, a lot. Oh, I've never kind been of, there. It feels kind of like a Chicago-y kind of bar yeah. to me. What's a Chicago-y um, bar, exactly? Just quiet, dark, mm. you know, like... There's not a there's no DJ. Yeah. Yeah, light, you can talk. There's a place right here actually. Six, I think it's called 1642. Oh, oh I've yeah, been to that yeah. place. That place. Is I like good. that yeah. place a lot. This is cool. Um, Wait, they have the fried chicken there, I think. No, that's uh, no, that's um, down. We just passed it. They have great fried chicken. It's called. Uh, you don't eat fried chicken. I don't eat chicken. I'm so sorry. It's okay. You don't have to apologize to me. You don't I'm eat fine. Any meat? I'm vegetarian. Yeah, he's a vegetarian. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. for you. Thank you. For you. Thanks. Since you were eight years old. No, since I was a junior in high school. Wow. You were wow. A, okay, so fourteen. 
Is so that fourteen? What's what like fifteen? When you indulge, what do you eat? Um, like the like. <laughs> yeah, what <laughs> do you something eat? Something bad that you eat. Um, yeah. I could go down such a fucking list. Uh, deep dish pizza. Ooh, quesa- Chicago? Quesadilla. Sure. Nacho. Sure. So any, cheese base. Basically, like melted cheese on any kind of starch. Yeah. You're you're to speak of my Have language. You've been to Massa up here? Oh, been I've been to Massa. Yeah. That, that's yeah. a pizza place, right? Yeah, the Chicago, yeah, yeah, they yeah, the do Chicago a deep, deep dish. It's good. But it's not that good of a deep dish Chicago pizza. I'm not knocking it. It's been there forever. It's an Echo Park inst- institution. Um, but um, I will have to say there's a couple other spots. There's this one downtown that does a Chicago pie. I went with my friend Adam Eppenstein. Good Chicago pie. But what's, uh, it, what's it called? I see. I can't remember. I'm just gonna call it Chicago Pie. <laughs> Chicago Pie. I think it's called. Uh, I don't know. Pizza Pie in downtown LA. Uh, just Google it. it. Google the pizza one pizza pie place I did go to that was very good was um, the one where they do the Sicilian thing and they cut it. Oh, what's that called? Oh, triple yeah. Beam. Triple yeah, Beam. Yeah. Right triple here. Beam in Highland Park. It's right here. There's one right here. This open oh, right oh, here. Oh, yeah, just, it's right above right us. Here. It's right above here. us. Yeah, right that here. place is great. Look at this person's outfit. That uh-huh. place is real great. Um, okay, so last, because uh, we're getting close we're getting to the close place. We're getting close here. Yeah, yeah. It's um, been a good pod. This has been a great pod. Oh, If nice. you could inject um, any kind of thought drug. into like... <laughs> or drug. Actually, I'm going to pivot this. Pivot uh, That one thing I always liked about you, Jason, was um, you're a funny guy. Uh, uh, no, is also like when we... Improv's always been kind of like psychedelic to me because it's like you were talking about with the, not, the, the Doritos. They kind of just appeared. Right, right, right. Yeah. But you... I remember one time saying like you didn't do drugs or smoke weed like no. you, and I liked your response where it was like no. you never use your any? brain and you don't want it to affect the chemistry of your brain and I can respect that being someone that really hasn't I mean I've smoked a little pot here and there but you know I'm not into the psychedelics and whatnot. yeah well the way you just said it makes me sound like a smart person and that's not I don't think that's what I was trying to say oh I tell everybody and, and I say he's one of the smartest guys I know oh, no. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd, I'd say rather than I, I like my brain I would say my brain is broken enough that mm. if I were to do some sort of drug I'd be really scared that I would severely Further crack break it. Right, right. Yeah. Or it might be put back together again like Humpty Dumpty. You know, I don't I just don't have faith that that would happen no, just I because feel the few the few small drug experiences I've had have not gone that well. Right. And, I mean, you know yourself. And I am you. like, and I'm just talking about smoking weed and yeah. Yeah. losing my shit. Yeah. I'm like, oh, when I if I hear anybody have like a, start describing some sort of weird uh, mushroom experience, I'm like, oh, there's no fucking way. I'm yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm kind oh of in the God. same. Yeah. I'm oh curious, but I'm in the same boat where I'm just like, okay. Yeah, yeah. I've gone through those experiences. Well, Rick is. That's what's fun about Rick. Rick <laughs> yeah. is. Rick has just journeyed. Yeah, you know, good for you, the buddy. Cosmic voyage. It's a crazy. I, I wish world. I could handle that shit, but I just don't. I, you know, I, don't I did think one be. where you lo- you you leave your body. And you go to like a weird alternative dimension. Wow! And uh, that's the weirdest one. Like ayahuasca? No, DMT. It's the oh. it's the molecule that is in ayahuasca. Oh my god! And you vaporize it, and you go you go away, and then you my come god. back, and you're like, I have a body, and I'm grateful for this body. <laughs> wow! But wow. that could break your brain. I don't recommend. I don't recommend any psychedelic to anyone. That should yeah. be something that's you on choose. your own personal yeah, journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If it's calling to you, go ahead. I don't. I used yeah. to, but not anymore, because everyone's so sensitive and so different. And yeah. you know your brain, you, you know, know your body. And I don't look down on any of the. I'm, I'm always, I'm really more jealous than anything else. I'm like, wow, that sounds like a really interesting ride to go yeah. on that I would not handle well. Yeah. 
I mean, some people go to the Alps and other people smoke DMT, you know? You know, right? <laughs> well, we're getting to the end of the show here. Oh, man, I could keep going. This I know. Yeah, fun. Huh? This is crazy about yeah. the show. So um, we'd like to do a little part of the, the show. Like, what do you got going on? You got, yeah. where, where can people, um, you have any shows coming up or... I guess it doesn't matter because this is dated, but it is. is I'm doing a show currently with Chris Candy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, the first Tuesday of uh, every month. There you go. At Second City. Uh, we got uh, a... Second City in at Hollywood. 10 p.m. Uh, we're doing a variety show. Uh, I actually got to go inside right now and and work on our script. Uh, great. Fun. What's our, the name of that show bit? again? Uh, Live from the Hollywood Room. Love yep. It. Uh, it's a variety show. We've got uh, uh, musical acts, comedians. Yep. It's fun. Does, you, does uh, Dummy have a website or anything that people can we check out? Or don't. Okay. Um, uh, and right now we're just kind of randomly doing shows around town whenever possible. We do a show with a group called Shell Company and Lady Peter. Uh, usually at um, usually do a Saturday a month at Moving Arts Theater in, in Silver Lake, which is a lot of fun. Um, you know, if you if you friend me on Facebook, you will you will see that information pop up. Are you still coaching? I am. Yes. I am. Yeah. If yes. you're, if you're the there. best, you're, uh, you're the best. That yeah. I've yeah. Ever anyone, had. anyone looking for a coach, reach out to Jason on. Thank on, you so on, much. Not fit, Jasonshots.com. There. Boom. That's boom. That's boom. my yeah. website. That's got coaching material on awesome. it for sure. Yeah. Jason, thanks for coming on the show. This my was pleasure. fun. Thanks, bud. Fun. Thanks for having me. I'm gonna me. get in the front seat. All right, man. Yeah. Nice right, work. Man. Absolutely. This is great. Yeah, brother. Talk Maybe to I'll you do soon. it again. Next time we won't talk about improv at all. No, no yeah, improv. no, 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 no. We Let's won't talk about weird dumb shit. Yeah, you're more than welcome to come back. It's gonna be awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, fellas. Oh, 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 hey, oh, whoa, oh, whoa. Oh. Hey, this is a Subaru, okay? Oh my god.